Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Buddha Teas. Buddha Teas. They offer 100% unaltered, organic, and wildcrafted teas made from the freshest of herbs and tea leaves, packaged to perfection in bleach-free tea bags. Makes me happy. Grab a box. Oh, and also you can know and be very, very happy that you can enjoy each cup additive-free and toxin-free. What? Unheard of. Buddha Teas provides it all. I'm a big fan of the CBD teas. I'm going to try this. Oh, gosh, what was it? Uh, They have buckthorn tea. I'm going to try that this week. Um, They've got premium blends, green teas, herbal teas, loose leaf, chakra teas, black teas, specialty teas. Pick up a box of Buddha teas today. You can buy directly through my website from the JBH Apothecary tab or um, simply go onto their website. I will have the information in the show notes. You can get 15% off by using code JBH15. That's JBH15. But on to today's show. Guys, the truth is here, and it's time that you must face it. Why? Your health and longevity depends on it. Our world relies on your participation to improve it. Yeah, I'm talking about chemicals, toxins, and harmful residue leaching and lurking onto your every existence sounds scary, but it's true. We live in an age of convenience, consumerism, and immediate gratification. May sound bountiful, correct? Not entirely. The exponential changes happening in our society do have an effect and are starting to have a profound effect on us, on how we live, and our endocrine systems. More toxins are invading our lives than ever before. The best way to prevent harm from toxins, can you guess, is to avoid them. The only way to avoid them is to become well-informed with the cold, hard facts. So how do you get those cold, hard facts? Well, this is why I have the brilliant and knowledgeable Janet Newman, author of Living in the Chemical Age, that is, Living in the Chemical Age, as my guest on the a Just Being Honest podcast. Guys, Living in the Chemical Age is an eye-opening book on how we can live less polluted lives. It identifies contaminants in our food, water, personal care products, environment, pharmaceuticals, and even in nature. It explains the physical effects these chemicals have and are really, really really debilitating in your lives. It explores everyday ways to avoid them. So I'm giving you the answers. I'm feeding you these answers. Follow along. Please take notes. Grab her book. Again, it's called Living in the Chemical Age. Everything will be in the show notes. Guys, 
This episode of the JBH podcast could very well be the one that saves your life. Just being honest. On to the show. We're diving in deep. Ciao. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your health, nutrition, and lifestyle manifestation coach coming to you live. Well, maybe it's not live when you're listening to it, but the women that I have on the show today, we are talking live, live, live right now. I wish you could see us. Um, it's really cute. Um, I have to kind of go back and tell that I am recording in a little sound booth right now, so please excuse um, background noise and all that jazz. But I want to introduce our guest. We're just, we have so much to talk about, so I don't want to waste a second of our time. Today on the podcast, I have the author of an amazing book that I have discovered, um, introduced to that completely resonates with my life, what I've gone through, and what I currently live and believe in today. It is the author, Janet Newman. She wrote, Living in the Chemical Age. Guys, click on your pens and write that down now. Living in the Chemical Age. Janet, welcome to the JBH podcast. How are you? Thank you, Catherine. I am doing great, and it's so nice to be on your show. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I just want to give a little background to our listeners and our clientele in case they have not heard kind of what your book's about, maybe what your your um, what your whole kind of motivation by what you what you did, what you started. Um, if you go to livinginthechemicalage.com, if everyone's with me and listening, they can go to livinginthechemicalage.com. You can kind of see what she's into. But I do want to kind of give a little background for you, and then you can go in further, Janet. Um, so basically, Janet's a consultant. She's located in Austin, Texas. Love, love that area. Um, home of Whole Foods. I think that's probably why. Um, yes. She mentioned, you know, her longtime interest was in health and nutrition. Um, and I think this is why it has led her to explore, to dive in deeper, to really research, and why she came up with the book she came up with. And um, can I give you a little pat on the back? I, I really want to give you like a high five hug, but her foreword is by, <laughs> sure. by Mr. Mark Hyman, who, um, guys, he's a well-known physician in, in America and just all over. I mean, Mark Hyman, to get a foreword by that, congratulations on that. Um, so, Janet, tell me more about yourself because I could go on and on and on, but now I'm just jibber-jabbering and I'm so excited and I'm sweating um, talking to you. <laughs> I feel like... You're so cute. Go for it. Wow. Well, okay. What an introduction. Thank you. I hope I live up to your expectations. You will. Believe um, me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I um, I wrote uh, Living in the Chemical Age um, because about eight years ago, um, I was dealing with several health challenges at once. Um, you know, I was always... Like, I was raised to be pretty healthy. My mom was practically a pioneer in the land of alternative medicine, organic farming, and holistic health before it even became popular. And as a kid, I ate things like granola and, like, 
freshly ground peanut butter while my friends ate cocoa pebbles and chips. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. So as an adult, you know, I continued this. I took vitamins. I rarely ate junk food. I was pretty healthy. But um, like I said, about eight years ago, I was just like completely um, torn apart by some health challenges that were occurring in my family. Um, so I was dealing with several things at once. Personally, um, I was diagnosed with a thyroid imbalance, uh, leaky gut syndrome, systemic, excuse me, systemic candida. Um, I also was um, exposed to mold, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had a high mercury level, um, pretty pretty mercury toxic. Um, my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and was only given three months to live. And um, my husband was diagnosed with an autoimmune form of arthritis. So all this kind of happened within like a year and a half time frame, and I was just feeling very bombarded. Um, so since I have my PhD in psychology, I really love digging into research on topics that I want to learn more about. I began to study all of these different ailments that we were facing, and what I discovered was really shocking. I learned that all of those ailments that I just mentioned could either be caused or exacerbated by environmental toxins. And that just was, I, I was blown away by that. And um, I've learned that on any given day, the average American is exposed to 250 pounds of chemicals, whether it's in their food, their water, their air, um, the things that we put on our skin, etc. So, and most of these chemicals are man-made and they didn't even exist 100 years ago. So there's 85,000 chemicals on the market today and only a few hundred of them have ever been tested or studied for safety. So um, I don't know, I just, you know, and we're, we're looking at so much chronic illness in our country. Um, I've discovered through, you know, reading a lot and doing a lot of research that toxic overload is a precursor to a lot of illnesses like diabetes and cancer and all the autoimmune disorders that we're facing. So this is what kind of led me to write uh, Living in the Chemical Age. I couldn't find a comprehensive book about toxicity that was easy to read. Most um, books out there were, at the time, were written by scientists or doctors, and they were approaching the topic from like a detox perspective, what to do if you're already sick. So I saw this huge gap. Um, I saw this need to write a book that came from the perspective of awareness and prevention. So I basically, I want to inform people about the amount of toxic chemicals that we're being bombarded with, um, how they affect different parts of the body, and really ultimately what we can do to limit our exposure. I, I think if we feel empowered um, as consumers, we can make healthier choices. And so that's really it in a nutshell. I love that nutshell, but I do want to kind of, um, why I connected so well with you in the, literally in the very first, probably one, two, three pages of the book, um, Mm -hmm. you started talking about your symptoms, you know, the systemic candida, the thyroid, um, uh, the leaky gut. Um, you know, what really tapped into me is, um, the the eye the eye gland 
Um, You -hmm. were talking about that. Um, So what had happened to me, and it's happened to, I'm a pretty, um, how would you word it? I am a pretty, I'm like a dolphin child. So I'm very sensitive. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very sensitive to a lot of things, you know, emotionally and physically. But I had been living in, 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 further I read in your book, it really resonated even more. Um, I had been living in Newport Beach before I moved into the area that I live in now, which is um, Redondo Hermosa area. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I moved into later, um, a portion of your book that said, you know, Irvine in that area, they don't use chemicals. You know, the moms, right. there was a mom group that really stopped that action of using chemicals in the in the area. Um, I noticed when I moved into this area, my allergies, my just l- like lethargic feelings, um, my body inflammation completely swelled up when I got here. Wow. Um, you know, needless to say, you know, we do live around a lot of Chevron plants and all of that jazz and noticed, you know, there's a lot of like black dust on my car, you know, and let me, let me tell you why I also really connected with you is, um, I, we had in our house here, um, that we rent, we found mold. Um, and I was wondering why I had this glob, literally, I could send you pictures, Janet. I had a lump underneath my eyelid, um, Hmm. a swollen lump. My eyes would not stop crusting my eye I had this red eye patch around my ring or red yeah red eye patch uh, like around my eye my tongue had white splotches on it wow. my lips were inflamed I was so puffy I mean you could see it in my eyes so puffy um horrible 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 headaches and I've never had headaches before but felt like pins and needles so Mm -hmm. I'm very very fortunate very grateful and very lucky that I work with an amazing functional um, nutritionist um, Sally Berry um, who also happens to be my mother and partner in crime and all this Um, and she's (laughs) able to do she's able to do holistic uh, lab testing um, so we did it all we did uh, the mycotoxin testing organic acid testings um, all these testings and it really came back and yeah, I had mold. I had, um, uh, candida. I had, you know, all this stuff and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is environmental toxins and that this test is amazing. Um, so I really related to you on that and, and then it really pointed out to me like, crap, <laughs> you know, like I, Janet, if you saw, like, how I lived my life, I'm a clean bean, like, a clean mm-hmm. string bean, like, clean is clean, and, um, I mean, I'm, I'm one that, like, loves my microbiome, you know, and I'm really good on that, but yeah. I don't use toxins, I, I, you know, eat as organic as possible, and I'm like, how did this happen to me, you know, so it is our right. environment, it's our environment, and it's exposure to that, and, um, and, and I want you to go in further now because you kind of talked a little bit about your childhood um, and about how you were raised. But what did you do when you got diagnosed with all of these items? And how did you find out that you had all of these items? Like what particular tests did you take? Well, as I said, it was, you know, over a period of time. So I first went to a regular doctor. We're talking, you know, 
eight years ago or so, I, did, I wasn't working with a um, functional or integrative doctor yet. I was just working with a really good conventional doctor. But, you know, because of my upbringing, I was always really skeptical. Like whenever they'd say, you know, um, take something that I knew was like overkill, like a, you know, antibiotic for a sore throat kind of thing. I was always like, eh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, um, but anyway, I wanted to do some tests and, um, she said that I had this thyroid disorder and it was like one of my hormones was up and one of them was down. So I'd have to be on two different medications for the rest of my life. And I'm thinking, Heck no. whoa, that does not sound okay. I mean, it was a slight imbalance in both directions, but I'm thinking that doesn't sound good. I don't want to be on anything for the rest of my life. So um, I didn't take the prescriptions. And so um, just, you know, kind of went on with my life. And a few months later, I decided to go get a second opinion. I went to an integrative doctor and they did a whole bunch of other more um, comprehensive tests. They dug a little bit deeper into some of the other symptoms that I was having, like um, my hair was falling out a little faster mm. than I had hoped. And, you know, all those things were potentially thyroid related, but um, he found that I had all these um, food sensitivities. And I was like, yeah, you know what, that's true. I'm having a you know, harder time digesting things that I never used to. And um, I knew I had celiac, you know, since I was a baby. So that wasn't part of it. I was, you know, definitely gluten-free and um, all of that. But he found that I had like 80 different foods that I had a hard time digesting. And he's like, this is leaky gut syndrome. Mm -hmm. So he put me on a food elimination and rotation diet for six months. I had to write down every single thing that I ate, like down to herbs and spices mm. and foods. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't repeat those for four days. So like if I had garlic in something one day, I couldn't have garlic for another four days. And it was really, um, you know, I had to be super organized and very time consuming. Um, but that really helped kind of clear up some of the symptoms that I was having. And it seemed like as soon as I got done with all of that and he was putting me on things that would support my thyroid and address my adrenals and so forth, um, and I was getting to feel really good, then um, we moved and I was hit with the mold. And I guess all this time um, I had had mercury that was pretty high anyway when I was in my 20s. Um, I had my amalgam fillings removed mm. because I didn't like the looks of the silver fillings and I heard that they weren't that great for you. So I had them removed, but I didn't know anything about um, biological dentists or holistic dentistry at the time. Um, and so I just went to my conventional dentist and he didn't take any precautions um, when he was removing those fillings. And so all that mercury and gas form was being absorbed through my tissues. And, um, as a result, you know, I, I had worse symptoms than if I had just left them alone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think finding out things through tests and, and knowing your levels of different, um, you know, toxicity factors and also finding out, 
your genetics. Mm. There's so much information out there now that we can find out about, um, you know, how our immune system is working on an individual basis. And it's fascinating to me. So I think the, the more tests you get, the better. And at least you can kind of get a good picture of how your body is able to respond to all of these toxins out there and um, what we can do to support the system. Oh, completely. You know, yeah. I'm a big believer in testing. I've done many, many tests. And the thing, the important thing I want to point out there is a couple things, actually, is that um, you really need to know, instead of just guessing um, a test or even a symptom of a test, you know, you, you really need to be working with a professional that has a background in uh you know, using those tests and also in being able to read those tests. Cause there's one thing, and I'm going to be doing a uh, blog post on this. I saw an ad about doing a food elimination diet, you know, uh, testing from the comfort of your pajamas. And, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but then you get the results back and you're like, what is this? And then you think, right. oh, I can't have that for the rest of my life. When in all reality, you know, things need to be rotated and you mm-hmm. need to get retested over about a time. I had the food elimination. Um, I did um, MRT Leap about it's a, about a year ago now. Um, or it might have been a little bit longer then. But I'm, I'm due to get retested again um, to see kind of, you know, if things are still the same or what's changed maybe because I've been in a different environment or since I've cut this out for so long in my life, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've had that seed or whatever to see if something has changed. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, I think it's highly important. Um, well, what, what elimination test did you do? You know, I don't remember. It was so long ago, um, but I, there was a, a nutritionist working in the same office as the integrative doctor that I had gone to, okay. so I can't remember what it yeah. was, to be honest. Well, it was a huge pamphlet that I, not pamphlet, but like a book that they gave me, right. and it, you know, had all the different levels and, um, you know, the various foods. It was very comprehensive, but I don't remember the name of the Was test. it like they gave you the red, yellow, and green foods and the percentage of... Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that sounds... Um, the protocol sounds exactly or pretty similar of what I went through. So, yeah, I had to do the same thing. Janet, oh, my gosh, I have a binder of my weekly schedules, every meal of food I wrote down, how I felt when I ate it. I know exactly what you went through. It was very tedious, but it was very eye-opening. So Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you on testing. I want to move on to – and, guys – I also want to point out that I have had so many clients and I've had even just so many people from the audience, you know, they say, oh, I need testing, I need this, I need that, I should get checked for this, I should get checked for that. I think it is the best money I've ever spent. We know our healthcare system doesn't always cover, doesn't always cover, some do, doesn't always cover these types of testings, but I'm telling you, instead of guessing, stop guessing because, you know what? The, the World Wide Web can only get you so far. Um, take the test, find out the source, the root cause, and uh, I think it's the best investment you can make for yourself. But Janet, let's move on. I want to talk. I agree to with you. that, by the way. Yeah, I want. I want to yeah. talk to you about since we both had our common mold situation. Um, mm-hmm. What are some signs and symptoms that you had? Yes. Okay. So the the eyes. So I have been wearing contacts since I was in my 20s, 
and never had a problem. I wore them every single day of my life. And, um, when, so we were, we were molded, uh, um, in both our home and my husband's office and my, um, I was actually working as like the general contractor almost for this office building because, um, we had just bought it and, um, I was kind of overseeing the design and some of the things that we were doing to it and, you know, knocking down walls and building new decks and so forth. So I was kind of just, you know, looking at it from a, uh, like design perspective and, and helping out the contractor. And so I was there like every day for three months. Um, and I was exposed to the, the he had stacky botrys there and which is, um, for people don't, who don't know that's black mold and mm-hmm. it's super, super toxic mm-hmm. and lethal in some cases. So, um, some of my symptoms were that I couldn't wear my contacts anymore. I was so surprised that after like an hour or two, my eyes would just get so itchy and red and dry. And I'm thinking, what is going on? So I'd have to take out my contacts. And I went to my ophthalmologist and it's like, maybe these contacts aren't working anymore. And so we would try different brands and different types and um, every single kind I tried, the same thing would happen. So I switched to glasses. <laughs> um, and some of the other symptoms were that um, I had horrible migraines. Mm-hmm. I would get migraines for like three days in a row, and they were horrible and um, just really debilitating. And I had never had migraines before. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, it must be hormonal or, you know, something. I mean, I was not thinking mold at all. And then um, my husband, right around the same time, this was like, you know, a month or so after moving into the house and the office, um, he started having really sore and painful, like swollen joints in his hands and his feet. Um, and just being, you know, feeling horrible and he's been healthy his whole life and never had any of these kinds of symptoms. And so he went to uh, a rheumatologist and she said, yes, you know, you do have arthritis, but it's an autoimmune type. We can't really pinpoint what kind it is. And so we're thinking, oh my goodness. And again, she suggested that he go on a really, really harsh, um, it's almost, it's a chemotherapy drug. Um, you may have seen our lovely ads on television for it. (laughs) I won't Mm. say the name, but, um, Mm -hmm. um, it basically is a really toxic drug that, um, damages the liver and the kidneys long-term. And so you have to get checked every couple months, um, to make sure that it's not, um, you know, causing damage to your liver and kidneys, but supposedly it halts the arthritis or, you know, slows it down. And, um, she said he'd have to be on that for the rest of his life. And so when I hear that, like you have to be on this drug for the rest of your life, you're never going to get better. And there's nothing we can do about it except for this drug. That's a red flag for me because I'm like, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Um, the pharmaceutical industry is, you know, really, really powerful in this country. And that's kind of what doctors are, you know, taught to say and, um, or the conventional doctors anyway. So anyway, we ended up getting a 
second opinion, and we went to a functional medicine doctor who was recommended to us, and she was listening to his symptoms and, you know, kind of noting the new timing of the office and the home, and she was like, I think you're moldy. Like, <laughs> what? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? Was like, he's like, you know, insulted. And she's like, no, I, I have um, some experience with this myself, and let's just get you tested. And it turns out, yes, he was, um, you know, he had mold exposure. And, and so she said, you know, get your wife tested too. And I came up with the same results. So that's what really got us on the track of working with functional medicine, because um, it's almost like, you, you know, it's almost like you have to be a detective in the field of health sometimes. Mm. And, you know, I think we're, we're so used to um, doctors, you know, Knowing. just prescribing a pill for every symptom that you have and not delving deeper and saying, well, what's causing these symptoms? Isn't that Let's crazy? get to the root of yeah, this. Exactly. I'm all about the yeah. root cause. Like, yeah. it's so simple. Like, if we think about it, like, you can really figure out the root cause, but, but people, it's like, it's the convenience factor that, you know, we're right. going to go into, like, if it's not there, if it's not read- readily available, then I don't want to treat it. It's like, it's, you know, the pharmaceutical, it's a Band-Aid, you know, and Band-Aids mm-hmm. fall off, and then the, the wound is exposed once again, you know, and until you, like, let your, your wound breathe and, you know, nourish it with, like, you know, whatever, you know, it needs, you know, you're not going to heal. Band-Aids don't heal. They just protect from maybe something else. And then you have to get a new Band-Aid or a bigger Band-Aid, you know? The thing that scares me is when you hear about all the side effects from some of these drugs. Like death. (laughs) They can be worse than the original ailment, you know? It's like, oh, well, you know, if you have... Like, I'm just going to pull this out of thin air, but like, if, oh, if you have restless leg syndrome, your legs are restless at night, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know the exact side effects, but like, it could cause a coma or death or, yeah. you know, it's just like, what? You're like, wait a second, just, just, second. just start meditating and maybe in, you know, maybe you would like be a little more calmer, you know, stuff like that, like chill out, yeah. you know, and, the, and people, what people really need to realize and self-experiment with themselves which I that's what I do on my podcast my blog um, for my clients and audience all the time is I self-experiment on myself and say this is what's going on with me but you know mm-hmm. stuff like adaptogens see how those are working with your bodies you know eating wholesome fruits drinking more water that really clears out the mind you know um, right. and also you know it is going back to like thinking about your environment and stuff like that but it, it's also like you know with molds and signs and symptoms of that it's like why is that mold even showing up you know like like how are houses constructed these days and you know like what about the environment around your area and um you know just stuff like that it's called about being aware to start start off with like be aware of your actions and actions cause consequences um so i'm going a little tangent on that but um so what did you um let's move on from mold um because we all unless you have anything else to add from mold well i could go on and on and on about mold i mean (laughs) i think it's so prevalent 
I'll just tell you one little story. Um, uh, a couple of days ago, I was having lunch with some friends, and it was a place I had never been to. The place we wanted to go had an hour and a half wait, so we just like ran across the street mm-hmm. and found some little place to go. And I'm sitting there, and about halfway through the meal, I'm thinking, I feel weird. But, I, you know, I didn't really put my finger on it. I just felt a little, like, headachey, come on, like the little brain fog. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt a little off. And um, when the bill came, um, we were sitting there, you know, paying the bill. And all of a sudden, I got, like, three little drips on my back. And I'm like, what in the world? And so I turned around, nothing. I, I looked oh. up, and there was a an air conditioning vent okay. that was dripping, and there was black mold <gasps> all over the air vent. Oh and God. I was so pissed because I had been sitting under this thing for an hour. And the rest of the day, I had brain fog. I could not keep it together. I had a speaking engagement that night. And I was just like, how am I going to get through this? And I had a headache. I mean, it was awful. So, I mean, it, it, mold is so prevalent everywhere. It's... Um, it's really, and you know, you, you don't really know when it's there because a lot of the times it's behind the walls, mm-hmm. but because the mycotoxins are so small, um, we can't see them with the naked eye, you know, they're just kind of airborne and floating around and we can still be affected by stuff even though we can't see it. And that's the hardest it. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Real life story, uh, we live between two houses. One, he does not take very good care of his house. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, looks like it's falling apart. And our house is pretty, it's interesting. It's 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 the newer place, but um, we still had mold. But the one mm-hmm. next to us is completely abandoned because it was a hand-me-down house, I call it. And it looks like there's like mildew and mold on the outside of the house. Let me ask you, is that... Is that affecting our health? Um, you know, there's mold everywhere outside. Um, it's just one of those things. And most molds are pretty benign. They're really not going to, you know, affect you on, a, on if you're outside. Um, you know, there's mold on rocks or wet leaves or things like that. I mean, it, it, we can't get rid of all mold. It's impossible. Um so, you know, it really depends on the type of mold. There's more than 100,000 types of mold out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and each one is a little bit different. Some are fairly harmless. Um, some molds we can even eat and, and mm-hmm. they're fine. Um, and some molds, like the Stachybotrys that I told you, is um, really, really toxic. Um, so it depends on the type of mold that it is. If you're across the street or next door to someone and they have mold on their side of their house, it's probably not affecting you. But like I said, it all can be airborne. So, Mm. you know, certain areas of the country are more mold prone than Mm -hmm. others. I live in Austin, Texas, and it is mold city. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who's actually moving out of of the state because she cannot stand the mold here anymore. She's like, everywhere I move, there's mold. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's like where I live. It's, it's really a problem for a lot of people. And, you know, for some people more than others, I think a lot of that depends on your genetics. Some people, um, have a certain gene that, um, makes you, you know, not able to um, handle the mold as well as others. About 25% of the population um, has that gene. Um, it, what, and what's the gene what's called? What's the? Oh gosh, I forget what it's called. Um, it's an abbreviation. 
Um, I'll, I'll let me think about it and okay. I'll, no I'll probably remember <laughs> it like in five minutes and I'll just blurt it out. Um, but, um, you know, I think also a lot of it has to do with our silo. And I don't know if you yes. read that part of my book. Yes. So, okay. So let me tell your listeners, um, what I mean by that. So I grew up in the Midwest and, um, for some reason, and probably because I saw grain silos growing up, um, when I think of the body and its exposure to chemicals and our ability to defend against those chemicals, I think of a grain silo. So, um, I imagine the body and its immune system is this large cylinder. And when there's chemicals that we're exposed to, um, that we can't automatically eliminate, they build up as layers in that silo. So, um, it's, I don't know, that's for me, that's just kind of how I imagine it. And a lot of times we're taking in more, um, toxins than we're able to eliminate through our own body's mechanisms, like our, through our skin, through sweating and, and, you know, our kidneys and so forth. So we're taking in all these toxins and there's, our bodies can't use them in any way, can't digest them in any way. So they keep building up and building up. And some people have a better, um, way of detoxifying than others. Like Mm -hmm. I have, um, something called MTHFR, Mm -hmm. which, um, I don't, do you have that as well? Methylation. Yeah. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not able to methylate, um, or, you know, get rid of toxins as well as, somebody else who doesn't have that genetic anomaly. My husband is even worse than I am. He had, his is like, um, he has like 30% ability. I have 70% ability. Mm. So, um, anyway, my point in all that is that, you know, some people are, are better at getting rid of toxins than others. And so when that, those layers in your silo, if you will, um, keep building up and they get to the top, I believe that that's when um, our bodies are just overwhelmed, can't take in anymore, and that's when disease kicks in. So um, I always say, like, if you're experiencing, like, a lot of inflammation or, um, um, you know, breakouts or um, skin rashes, um, headaches that just appear for no reason, you know, things like that, that you might be at that point where your body is kind of approaching the top and it's Mm -hmm. crying out. That's its way of crying out for help and Mm -hmm. saying, I need to get rid of some of this junk that you're holding on to. Mm -hmm. I completely, completely agree. And that I I believe that gene um, is the HLA uh, DR. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I completely agree on all that. Is your body just screaming, crying for help, like, clean Mm -hmm. me out, you know? Um, And and that's what you have to do. I mean, that's what you have to do. And people are going to be so – there are so many – it's so unfortunate that people think clean living is such a poo-poo, you know? And they're like, oh, God, you have no fun in life. And I'm like, Mm. okay, Um, you know, but I feel better, you know. Um, But let's move on. I want to move on to – let's talk about water because when I was going through all this detoxing program with the mold and all that stuff, um, my serotonin, my dopamine levels, looking at all that stuff, um, H. pylori, uh, candida, um, water is a huge issue. I live in L.A., and I, I did a post, you know, you can look up – 
from actually I think it was environmental working group gives you an option mm-hmm. where you can look up your zip code um, and it's just astounding what is in the water oh yes I've, I've been on that um, exact page on ewg.org and yes it's it is astounding um, it's it's like an interactive map of the United States and you just um, type in your zip code and it narrows down what's in your water in your different municipalities and it is eye-opening. Um, I did a um, test of our water because I wanted to know uh, what was in it and I think that's really smart for anybody to do and to know. Um, so you know what you're dealing with and you know what kind of filter to buy. Oh, interesting. How did you get that test done so everyone can... Uh can get that done? Um, There's a lot of different companies. I personally used one called Drinking Water Specialists. And um, I think that does, I don't know, it's over like 250 contaminants that it tests for. And so you just take a little um, vial and they'll they'll ship you a kit. You take this little vial and you fill it up with water and you follow the directions and send it in. And then they give you um, a report. Um, based on your sample and tell you, you know, what's in there and at what concentrations. So I think it's really, like, again, we talked about data. It's so important to know um, because, you know, there's things that your municipal water systems can't filter out. Mm -hmm. Like, they're pretty good at filtering out, you know, bacteria and, and, you know, different kinds of spores and things like that. But, um, we well, and they also add things mm-hmm. like that, um, which um, you know have I, I don't feel um, are good to drink. But um, but there's also things that they can't filter out, things like antibiotics or birth control pills. Um, you know, when we as a woman, if you take birth control pills and you use the restroom, you're peeing out that stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that gets those those chemicals get into the water system and these municipalities are not designed the the things that they filter are not designed to you know filter out things like hormones and antibiotics and other kinds of drugs um so you know we're getting like little microdoses of that stuff in our water i always say it's a good idea to you know filter your um tap water at home and um, take that water with you in a stainless steel or glass container and, you know, drink that throughout the day. Don't mm-hmm. rely on plastic. Yeah, no. That's, I, an, that's another story. Oh, God. <laughs> we could go on and on about plastic yeah. and about keeping a hot plastic bottle in your car. We may have to do uh, that for a part, yeah. too. Like, a, a show all about plastic. Um, oh, I would love it. But, but no, yeah, I, uh, I, I really love my Berkey filter. Um, oh, good. I love, you know, I've got the fluoride uh, filter on there, the arsenic filter, got the, the mm-hmm. carbon filters. Guys, I, I'm telling you, it is made a complete difference. And the first time I ever used it, you can you can tell how your body is adjusting to it. Um, it's amazing. And I do, I, my side hustle, um, I, I, I house sit a lot. 
And um, I can tell differences like in different water filtration systems if they have an in-home reverse osmosis one. It's hilarious. I can totally taste the difference. But I highly recommend Berkey. Um, that's been my, my number one pick. Um, but um, You know, another thing I love about the Berkey too is it works even if your electricity goes off because it's yes. gravity fed. Yes. And so, yeah, it doesn't, you know, it's not like you're relying on um, electricity to have to use it. Exactly. It, guys, I'm going to describe to you what the Berkey is really fast. It's kind of like this big cylinder um, uh, two-point system. If you've ever seen like, you know, doing a one hot pot um, over another saucepan and kind of doing that boiling process, it's, it kind of looks the same situation way, but it does have a dispenser where you can push the button and you get your water out and it's amazing. Um, and I, and keep, it sits on your counter. I, yeah, I have it on my little, like a little, uh, side table in my bedroom actually mm -hmm. too. So it's amazing. And I highly recommend it. So I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Um, let's move on to, um, let's move on to something that really irks me. Um, I'm a swimmer. I love being outside. Um, I love going to my, my, my pools. Um, but what annoys the S-H-I-T is when I see people fumigating their children with sunscreens. Um, yes. Fill us in on some sunscreen tips and why certain sunscreens are better than others and why actually you could be doing more harm to yourself than good by using sunscreens. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, it is a very appropriate topic because it is nice and warm outside um, and a lot of people are, you know, at the pool and going to water parks and things. So, um, yes, it always irks me as well when someone is standing next to me and they just douse their yeah. child in this, like, very, very highly fragranced um, fumigating thing. And it's just like, oh, my God, you're not only affecting the kid, you're affecting all of us, too. Yes. But, um, so, yeah, I um, there's a couple of um, sunscreen ingredients that are really toxic. Well, basically, let me back up. There's two types of sunscreens. There's mineral sunscreens and there's chemical sunscreens. And um, the mineral sunscreens are um, uh, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And so there, and you know, I'll know zinc oxide. It's the one that's really white. You know, you see like pictures from the fifties of these surfers with mm. a big white stripe on their nose, that's zinc oxide. Um, so they're really super effective. They're totally safe in their solid and creamy formulations. Um, again, with the fine particle sprays, even with, uh, the titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, you have to be careful that mm. they're not nanoparticle, um, uh, formulations because those can penetrate the lungs, they get into the bloodstream. There's been some recent um, research lately about how nanoparticle um, titanium dioxide can actually affect the brain. So even though they're quote unquote safer, um, you know, that's really, I have to draw that line. If they're a creamy formulation or a solid stick, those are the ones that you want to be using. The, the sprays, it, you have to make sure it says non-nano on it. Um, so um, the, the other flip side of the coin are all the chemical sunscreens, things like avobenzone or oxybenzone. There's like so many of them. They all kind of 
have these long chemically sounding names. A lot of those have been banned in other countries like Australia and Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really damaging a lot of them to the coral reefs. Um, and they, they work by, you know, they're not going to give you that white look, which is nice aesthetically, but they also can absorb into your skin um, and go through your bloodstream um, just, you know, pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, they're excreted through your kidneys and who knows what they're doing while they're in your body. I, I just, I just tell people like, you know, we don't know all the research on that, but it doesn't sound good. Um, and yet they're still available in the U.S. So, and, um, and the question yeah. comes to, I'm going to interrupt you really fast, yeah. if you don't mind. Uh, this just jumped in my head. People are probably listening thinking, well, why are they still available? Guys, <laughs> your dollar speaks. And what you support and what you continue to buy, what you continue to vocal um, to the, you know, your your grocery stores or your drug stores that you want, you know, something that's not going to make you look white or whatever, they're going to purchase those items. They're going to fill the shelves, and that is what is going to be available. And hello, that's your answer. So, um, so Can I add one thing on that? Go for it. So, um, unfortunately, we have a law in 1938 that was supposed to ensure the safety of personal care items, things like sunscreens and um, you know, toothpaste and all of that falls under that category. So unfortunately, that law has not been changed much since then. And so we have all these new chemicals on the market. The FDA doesn't have much um, legal authority to approve or recall anything in the personal care realm. Um, companies aren't required to share safety data. Um, that they've done. Um, It's it's really like, I feel that consumers are really left to their, you know, we just have to be skeptical. We have to read ingredient labels. If we see something that is a long, you know, hard to pronounce name or it's an abbreviation or you've never heard of it, um, look it up and see what it it does. Um, EWG, again, has an amazing database called the Skin Deep Database, and mm-hmm. you can type in a um, name or an ingredient, and it'll tell you how toxic it is on a one to ten scale. It'll tell you what the concerns mm-hmm. are, and just I, I just always tell people read the ingredient labels and you know do your own homework because the law that is supposed to protect us isn't doing a good enough job. Yeah, so if you could share a brand or I, I we're not gonna I don't need to plug too many things here, but yeah. but what is something that you like to use for sun protection? You know, there's been so many good advances lately on different um, products. You know, the the industry really knows, and some of these companies who are you know doing good things and and trying to make really non toxic products, really good products. They hear people's complaints about that white look, and you know, people aren't doing. They don't. They don't like to buy things that make them look pasty. So um, there are some really good brands out there, and um, I actually discovered one recently. It's a local company um, here in Austin um, called Think, T H I N K, and they have some really great. Um, uh, sunscreens for and up to 50 and you, you rub them in and you barely can 
see any white at all. I mean, it's it's really they've gotten really good. Um, my kids like um, the oh, let's see, Babo Botanicals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a one Goddess Garden Organics. Oh, there, there's so many out there that are you know only use the zinc oxide or titanium dioxide um, as their main ingredients, and you know again. Some companies might use those, but then they'll add all kinds of other nasty chemicals in the um, uh, inactive ingredients. Mm -hmm. So you really kind of have to watch out for that as well. Um, But, you know, I always say if a company is trying to make a non-toxic product and they list all the things on their label, they're they're going to brag. If they've done um, a lot of... uh, homework to make the best product out there that they can and it doesn't contain all the nasty stuff they're going to brag about it and say you know we don't use this or that or you know no phthalates no parabens no you know whatever and and so you'll know you'll look at the label and you'll read it and you can make a determination from that I love that um you know, I, I, I do want to wrap it up pretty shortly, but I do, Janet, uh, before we do that, I want to invite you back on at a later time to talk more about toxins because we haven't even scratched the surface and we could talk forever <laughs> and ever, but we have more topics we need to talk to or talk to you about in the future. And um, I want this to give my, my readers an opportunity to write in and say like, well, what about this? What about that? What do we want to know about? Sure. Because there's so many things. Like, I mean, we, we still need to talk about, you know, plastics and, you know, toothpaste and, uh, you know, uh, furniture, uh, furniture. <laughs> yes. Carpets. Oh my God. Yeah. Can we just cooking? Talk? What about co- cooking? Food? Um, Nonstick, yes. Oh my God, Jesus. There's so many. Um, can we, in a nutshell, talk about? Um, gosh, food's a big one. Um, but what would be, uh, what would be like? You want a little takeaway? Yeah, I want a takeaway about the food. Oh, about food. I was gonna give you one about something else. Okay. Or wait, wait. So, about what? No, no when, you go. Uh, yeah, anything? No, it doesn't matter. Um. So let's see. Um. Well. Uh, we'll do two about... things. We'll do food, and then we'll do what you were going to say. How about that? <laughs> okay. So um, food, gosh, it's such a huge – I mean, I, I devoted my first chapter on food. Um, I could have probably written an entire book about food because there's so many aspects to it. I mean, there's all the the pesticides and the GMOs, and, I mean, like, there's just so much um, that we really, you know, could delve into. Um, I'm going to give um, just – one little um, quick tip about food that maybe people don't know. So just something interesting. All right. So, okay. So we all use aluminum foil, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we grew up with it and it's been around forever. And a lot of people use aluminum foil to cook things on, like they'll line a pan with aluminum foil. So I'm going to tell you a little, little secret. So, Whenever you cook food that contain tomatoes or citrus or some certain spices in an aluminum pan or on foil, it will cause the aluminum to leach into your food. Wait, what about like onions? Um, I think onions should be okay, but it's really the, the acids in the, in the tomatoes okay. or the citrus that, that cause the aluminum to leach. 
So I always say, like, don't use aluminum pans, use stainless steel and then, um, or, you know, glass or ceramic. And there's a lot of different good options out there. And instead of foil, buy some unbleached parchment paper mm-hmm. and use that instead. The foods won't stick to it and it's totally non-toxic if you buy the unbleached um, parchment paper. Um, we can talk next time about why unbleached versus uh, the white stuff, but um, I think we should save that for another time. Oh my God, I love that fact. Okay, so what is the other thing that you were going to mention, my darling? Oh, I was just going to talk about dry cleaning. Ooh, I like this. Because we're, we all need to, you know, have nice clothes that look pressed and ready to go and um, you know, we all use dry cleaners. And so most dry cleaners um, use a chemical in their process called PERC. And PERC has been classified as a likely human carcinogen. Um, it can cause respiratory problems, um, damage to your central nervous system. Um, so it's um, really important to either find an eco-friendly dry cleaner Um, So if you don't have one in your area, you can at least do this minimum thing. And I'll give you a little tip. Remove the packaging, like the protective plastic cover that comes on your clothes. Um, Remove that before you get into the house and let your clothes breathe for like an hour or so um, before bringing them inside because the perk is um, it, it, it can dissipate and um, you know, sometimes you smell your dry cleaning and it has that oh. funny smell. That's what I'm talking about. So if you let it air out, um, you're not bringing that perk inside of your house. Oh, good takeaway. I love that. I'm like writing all this down like a little mad scientist. <laughs> um, okay, Janet, you're going to be back for part two. So okay. I have one more question for you. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Sure. Yes. Um, all right. So, for a million dollars, what I say to everyone now, what is the honest truth that you have taken on in your life that has helped you maintain success in living that healthy lifestyle? What is the truth? What is your honest truth? Hmm. Well... I know that if I don't take care of myself and my family, I know that no one else will. It's not up to my doctor. It's not up to my government or any of its agencies. Um, It's not up to my parents, right? I mean, it's up to me to keep myself healthy. Um, And I think that alone, it's like a responsibility. You know, we only have one body. And we have to take good care of it. I love it. I love it. Um, and then how can we connect up with you? How can all the audience members, clients connect up with you, follow you, stay tuned into what you're doing? Yeah. So you can visit me on my website, um, livinginthechemicalage.com. Um, there's all kinds of material on there. Uh, you can also, um, I have a Facebook page, uh, Living in the Chemical Age. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Janet Newman. I'm also on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different ways. Um, and hopefully, uh, 
you know, pick up the book, pick up the book. Oh, and I'm on Amazon. Of course. Amazon.com has my book, Living in the Chemical. Guys, check it out. I highly, highly recommend this book. Five stars. Um, And as always, you know, Janet, I'm so grateful and I cannot wait to connect up with you again. You are a wealth of knowledge. Um, And I completely mean that with my my heart and my soul. We need more people vocalizing these truths out there. And I am so grateful for your time and your energy and your charisma about this subject. And um, guys, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, please rate us, review us. We are on iTunes. Search Just Being Honest. That's being without a G. So B-E-I-N. Also, Feel free to subscribe to your Apple Podcasts. Um, chime in every Monday. We have a new episode coming out. And let us know who you want us to have on the show uh, to come. Again, Jana, it has been an honor and a pleasure. And I cannot thank you enough. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, of course. And guys, until next time, this has been your host and another fabulous very clean, mean, green episode of the Just Being Honest podcast. Talk to y'all next time. Peace, love, ciao.